What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Steel and Teal Talk. As always, my name is Garrett, and I'm here with my co-host. Jim from Fan in the Van Podcast. Let's get it, baby. Let's do it. Sorry for the little bit of a break. Uh, Life gets hectic and crazy, and things have been nuts for me. I haven't been in my home, or I I don't know if I call it my hometown. I haven't been in town (laughs) for a full week for the last three weeks. So (laughs) I'm like, been busy, but we got it. We're good. We're back. Yeah, <laughs> I need that break once in a while. Yeah, trust me, I know. So, mm-hmm. like, we, so you told me, uh, you know, I, I I need a break. I was like, listen, man, I understand. It's all good. You know, yeah. we get at it week, and yeah, it was the perfect. Yeah, it was the perfect storm. We had a situation to where it was like traveling for me, and some of that was actually all of it was just like just time off, but it was also set up between like. So it's it was the end of our half of the fiscal year for work. So it was trying to hit all those goals by the end of the year and all that madness and then everything. You get it. <laughs> you, Not you just get trust it. Yeah. We, we got to do it every month at work where we have we have sales numbers we gotta hit and like you know, and, and then the, you know, all these higher ups, regional managers like messaging you, listen, you got a cold call. I'm like, when the hell do I become a fucking telemarketer all of a sudden? Yeah. I got, yeah. I'll, I'll be like, hey, I got a sale on this. You got to buy it. I got a sale on this. Why don't you buy Te- it? Technically, cold calling is part of my job, minus the actual cold call, like minus the phone. I just show up to places. I'm like, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up? It's me. What you want to do? All right. Let's get into it, man. So we talked a little bit offline before. We wanted to get, uh, kind of wanted to do a little bit of a take on what our teams have drafted. So we've done yeah. an episode. For those who haven't listened to it yet, and this is your first episode ever, first of all, welcome. Uh, what took you so long? Um, second of all, what we've done is, uh, one of the first episodes we did was we talked about our draft picks and kind of steals and who we thought, or like who we thought was a good pick, who we thought was, you know, this pick I didn't get. So we talked about our overall draft grades for our teams. What we didn't do was talk about who we think, uh, the biggest steals are and who we think the biggest busts are going to be. So, yeah. and I'm sure I, w- I want to preface this and I'm sure you feel the same way. I don't want any of them to be busts. No, um, you never. No. And I'm, I'm. Quick side note before we get into this. Uh, my biggest thing that I always like to do, and I've stressed it before, I was clocking Cowboys fans earlier in the week. Uh, I was cooking them, and then I was cooking a uh, – uh, what happened? I just – some do – okay. Georgia recruit, defensive lineman, goes on a podcast and says he decided UGA over Florida because UGA puts – and we're going to get new UGA players later. Uh, UGA has put more def- – or has put a defense alignment in the draft recently. And he said, Florida hasn't done one since Taven Bryan and look where he's at now. First of all, uh, my biggest thing when it comes to any of this, if you're going to take a shot, don't miss. Exactly. Go with an easily checkable fact. Go be, be correct. If you're going to come at me or come at anybody else, be correct. So uh, do you know who actually has the longest streak of drafted defensive linemen in the NFL? Be the University of, University of Florida has had a defensive lineman drafted in every draft for the last 12 years. Yeah, so I think maybe I should have kept his mouth shut. I think what he meant was like a first round pick, which is fine. And like, and I'm, I'm not trying to take anything away from UGA. I'll absolutely give UGA their flowers. They've been dominant for these last two, three years. I'll give them that. But it actually, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, uh, the new or um, the new Lions defensive back. Uh, former Gator basically said, "Like y'all just started sending people from defensive line here. Like, what are you talking about?" <laughs> 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 I 
No, he's not like y'all just started in a defensive lineman there. And again, like, dog, like they're great. They're fine. They're like, I'll give them that. Like, I'm not trying to take it away from the guys who made it. Also, it's not up to the school to send you. It's up to you to send you. Exactly. That's school, what drives me. It's you. It's your talent. It's what you put into it. Yeah. That's the it'll, put, it'll put you in the right spotlight. But I mean, it could be a situation where like some people look at uh, the case of the Mets doing Mets things. You know, the spotlight gets bright enough. They don't come through. Like I. This isn't a football show, but we're going getting our tangents out early. <laughs> it was either you or it was Aaron who put it up, and they said, who's more disappointing this year, the Mets or the Blue Jays? I'm like, well, first of all, the Blue Jays, I wouldn't really say they're a disappointment, but, like, it ain't the Mets because we expect this. I think it was Aaron who did it because mm-hmm. I see it, and I, I voted, obviously, it's the Mets. You know, living in New York, the, the fact that, you know, Uncle Steve, as they like to call him. Oh, my God. 300, I, I discussed it earlier in the week. Over $300 million in their payroll, plus the Yankees' payroll. So it's like close to $700 million. And they're playing like – they, they're freaking playing like a T-ball team. They, they can't hit. They can't score. And then they have one game they're good, another game they suck again. It's just – it's up and down and misery. Even Josh Donaldson pitched today. Ugh. Oh, my God. Here's yeah. my thing too, like, and and why, and I'm again, I will take my shot at the Mets, and I will not miss because the Mets could win 162 games and still lose after their first round by, because yeah. it's just what they do. <laughs> it's just what they do. I fully it's expect it. But... The collapse happens usually right around the All Star break, mm-hmm. so like two weeks early, and people say it's not a collapse. Well, yeah, it's a collapse. Move from under the contracts of Scherzer and Verlander, and. You know, Steve Cohen came out, and I, even though this is a football podcast, so I can't believe I'm discussing this again. But <laughs> you gotta, and, and it's kind of the same thing in football, where you have to get out from certain contracts and just get away yep. from certain players if you want to replenish your team and bring in younger guys. The way to do it is get rid of the older guys like Verlander and Scherzer, who are combined like eighty something years old, and they're I don't making know why they did that. Making thirty-year-old player money, yeah. Get out from under that, and you just simply replace it with whatever team's going to take Scherzer. The Mets are going to wind up eating the contract. That's the only way they're going to get more prospects out of it. They'll eat it for the first year, but I think unless they trade them to the Bronx, in which the Yankees will pay the contract and give them whatever they want because Cashman's got his head up his ass anyway. But well, speaking of picking younger players and getting out of contracts, that's actually two things we're going to get into today. Um, but let's get right into it with the draft. So, like, I've looked at the Steelers draft. I've looked at the Jaguars draft. I, we're, and we're not going to do every other team. This is steel and teal talk. This isn't, you know, every other team. So, I do I'll think, <laughs> yeah, uh, we're just we're going to keep it light. So, I think, and honestly, I want to go with an underrated pick, too. So, like, I think an underrated pick for the Jaguars is Brenton Strange. So, Brenton Strange yeah. is the tight end at Penn State. Yeah. Severely underrated pick because when you look at it, Evan Ingram's on the franchise tag. If yeah. he has another down year and we just don't want to pay him and we like what we see from Britain Strange. There's a new tight end. There's a cheaper option. Get out from under the contract, which don't get me wrong. I like Evan Ingram. I love like I love the dude. He's had a a fantastic he's had a career resurgence in Jacksonville. He wants to be in Jacksonville. Like I get it. And I feel like a lot of this is based off of guaranteed money, which is again something we'll get into later. Uh yeah. <laughs> fucking guaranteed fucking contracts. Well, um, I think 
one of the biggest steals of the draft. If he can actually get it together, we're our later round picks. Um, Yasir Abdullah out of Louisville is going to, if he can, if he can translate well, he's going to be fine. He's big. He's lanky. He's a long dude. And what is it? In 2019, he had uh, 45 tackles, four for a loss, one interception, two fumble recoveries. And then in 2020, he had 33 tackles, seven for a loss and three sacks and three forced fumbles. And then in 2021, he ended up having 17 tackle or 17 and a half tackles for a loss with 10 sacks and then broke up three passes. And then he had 14 and a half tackles for a loss and nine and a half sacks, which is tied for third nationally with four forced fumbles in 2022. If the dude can put it together, he has the length, he has the size, he has the speed and he has the ability. He did play for Louisville. Uh, so not the biggest level of competition in the ACC, but we've had, and that's not to say that they don't play anybody like, you know, he dominated this level. I think it was a great pick. Not quite sure why he fell, but I'm happy with that. And the other one that I love was Parker Washington, the other kid from Penn State. Parker Washington is going to be an absolute steal if we need to get out from under contracts like Zay Jones or something. If he won't restructure, we can get out from under that contract and just stick with him and we'll be fine. So I I see I see where the wheels are turning. I think it's going to be fine. I think a bust, honestly. <laughs> Not necessarily a bust because he's a seventh round pick, um, but I'm not sold on uh, Cooper Hodges at App State. He's a local kid. He's a Jacksonville kid. He might make the roster. I'm just I'm not sold on the guy. So I mean he he that's I I don't think he's gonna make the roster. He might I don't know, but it's also he plays offensive tackle and we are very very deep at tackle. We don't need another one. Offensive line our only issue is left guard, and that's it. So I'm not too worried about that. Um, and I've got your Steelers picks right here, too, if you want me to read them off. I pretty much remember most of them. I think, honestly, I think the guy who's going to produce the most, and people are going to be shocked what I'm about to say, is Nick Herbert. Nick Herbert. That was a good pick. I mean, Wisconsin, and we've seen other players who have come from Wisconsin, and one of them's on that team. Defensive player of the year, TJ Watt, who mm-hmm. worked with him in the offseason when, you know, even when Nick was still at Wisconsin. So he's already coming in with the knowledge of the NFL. He's already coming in with the training from TJ and not only that from JJ, too. So, I mean, I think the kid's going to be an absolute huge addition to the defense. Absolutely. Um, I think another, a, another steal in the draft is in the secondary. And Steeler fans probably think I'm going to say it's JP, uh, JPJ, but it's not. I think Cody Trice makes this team, and I think you see him play more than than he actually should be playing. We'll see. But, I, I hope it's not because injury. I hope it's because of talent. No, I, no, that's the thing. I don't want to see nobody get hurt. But I never mean, do. I mean, at the end of the day, if he plays, it's got to be solely on his talent. Yeah. That's what it's got to be. Uh, but the biggest bust, I think, even though he was the steal of the draft, I think Darnell Washington is not going to have a very productive first season at the very least. No. I think he's going to take at least another year or two to get acclimated to the NFL because he's not going to be used as a tight end. He's going to be used as a sixth lineman. Yeah. And he wants to be a tight end, but we have Friar Muth and we have Gentry. I mean, 
Zach Gentry is not the sexiest name in the, you know, on the roster or in the NFL, but he's a pretty decent tight end. Fryermuth's a good uh, receiving tight end, but he lacks blocking. Mm-hmm. So that's where Washington kind of comes into play, where he would be that sixth lineman that kind of frees up Fryermuth to do his thing. You it's guys are on a lot of a lot of two tight end sets. Oh yeah, a lot I of two tight end sets. Honestly, I think we're going to have a whole new different offense. As long as Canada doesn't fuck this up, it, I mean, a lot I wouldn't of people, be shocked. A lot of people are putting out the you know the their uh, schedule, um, you, you know as far as where every team's going to finish. And for the life of me, please stop putting Cleveland in third. They're not. They're not going to be in third. They're not going to be in second. They're not even going to sniff first. All right, because you look at Cleveland's schedule. Who do they play week one? Don't know off the top of my head. They play the Ravens. Oh yeah, no, that's a loss. That's a loss. Who do they play week two? Pittsburgh. There's another loss. So you already start zero and two. Mm-hmm. Very hard to come back once you lose not only one game against an AFC North opponent, but two. Sit back in the cell to Sean Watson. It's in Pittsburgh, too. Yeah. Then you go to Tennessee. Yeah. And then Baltimore again. Sorry, no, no, that's, yeah, no, it's Bengals week one. Oh, the bang, uh, Bengals. Oh, yeah, Bengals Browns, right? Bengals in Cleveland week one. They're going to get smacked. Oh, oh, Burrow's throwing at least seven TDs. They're getting smacked. And then Pitts in Pittsburgh, they're getting they're another loss. I don't know about they're getting smacked, but they'll lose. I think they might sneak one by Tennessee. Baltimore's going to beat them. Then they go into the bye. Then they have the Niners who are going to – it depends on who's a quarterback. Um, I don't so think we'll it matters see. who's a quarterback for San Francisco. I think San Francisco still pulls it out. San Francisco's is the defense? best example of the sum of their parts is greater than one whole person. They're, yep. they're the exact proof, and I think Jalen and I talked about this at one point. Um, you You can have a solid quarterback – as long as the weapons are elite around you, you have Christian McCaffrey, you have Debo Samuel, you have Brandon Ayuk, you have George Kittle, you have one of the best left tackles to ever play the game. And um, oh my god, I'm drawing a blank at his name. Trent Williams. Yeah, Trent Williams. You have one of the best left tackles to ever play the game, at Trent Williams, who's been having career years ever since he left. So I'll absolutely give him props to that. Like that's fantastic. Um, but. They have all the offensive weapons they need, and defensively, they're fine. So yeah. you just need a quarterback who can manage the game and not throw turnovers, which Darnold maybe can do that. And it looks like they actually fixed a lot of Trey Lance's mechanics. But this team still belongs to big confidence, Brock Purdy. Oh, yeah. That. Hey, when, he comes back, when he comes back, the league's getting put on notice again when he's mm-hmm. back. They might sneak one by Indy. Um, that's going to be, well, it's in Indy, so I don't know. Uh, they're not beating Seattle. They'll beat Arizona because Arizona's garbage. Um, then yep. they go into Baltimore, and they'll probably lose to Baltimore. Then they play Pittsburgh. I think y'all split with them. I really do. I think y'all split with them. I, I hate to agree with it, but probably. Because depending on where the Steelers are as far as win-losses, that's one of those where yeah. it could be a game for them. And they go in, like, let's say it's a three-way tie for first. Let's just hypothetically say. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers go in overconfident to Cleveland and make the dumb mistakes that we know they could possibly make and run 30 jet sweeps all game. Um, Then I could see Cleveland taking that one. But I just – I don't see Cleveland 
not winning in Pittsburgh. Even with a full year now under Watson, and they're still saying that he's having issues in training camp. So you had enough it, time to fix it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then they go into Denver, which that'll be interesting. I, I, I don't know. I'm not sold on Denver yet, but I'm also not not sold. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, then they go to SoFi and play the Rams. Then they play my Jags in Cleveland, and they're going to get smoked. Uh, oh, yeah. Then then they play Chicago, and I think Chicago is going to surprise a lot of people this year. Oh, yeah. Go down to Houston. Um, then I'll it's give the battle. I'll, I'll give, give the win the- in Houston. Then it's the battle of overpaid, uh, overpaid bums or overpaid nozzles. Uh, it's the Jets versus the Browns. I'll give the Jets that one. I'll give the Jets just because it's it's as much as I hate Rodgers, he's a decent quarterback, even in his old age. Um, and then they finish the season at Cincinnati. There is no way they're not in fourth place. No. There's no way. The only way they would win the AFC North is if Lamar Burrow and yeah, Burrow gets hurt, Kenny Pickett gets hurt. And every team that they play has significant injuries across the board. It's like the NFL bingo that you would never hit. So exactly. Enjoy another losing season. Enjoy sitting behind everybody else in the AFC North again. Well, let's and get right again, in. Told yourself. Yeah, let's get right into it, man, since we were talking about it. So you and I talked about this a little bit off air. Um, yes. And it's – I know this is the, the Steel and Teal talk show, but it's – this is kind of involving the Steelers. So why everyone is so quick to defend Watson in Cleveland's fan base, but so quick to condemn Roethlisberger. Honestly, from the conversation I remember you and me having is the Browns fans are trying to justify it. So they have to go after Ben. It's like, well, if our quarterback did this, but look at what your quarterback did. But those were two separate isolated incidents where Ben was never charged. Then again, mm-hmm. neither was Watson. Okay. So, you know, poor Browns fans listen to this and they go, well, Watson, whatever. I know Watson was never arrested. He was never indicted because the grand jury in Texas was full of morons. Cause how could you not indict with 30 women saying that this guy whipped it out, made him rub it, made him do this, made him do that, whatever, whatever it was. I'm not going to get into the details of what could have been, but yeah, Browns fans are just delusional. Where we know with Ben, the situation to me, like I went back and I was reading the articles on it. Both seem, in my opinion, like they made up the story in order to kind of extort Ben in a way. Because in '09, uh, the the woman who said that he like you know tried to forcibly kiss her. Said, well, I won't do. I won't do anything if you donate a hundred grand to a uh, a Reno City charity. I won't. Uh, you know, I you know, I won't go after you if you do that. And Ben's lawyer was like, "That's friggin' insane!" Like, if he if my client did this to you, why wouldn't you fully go after him? Mm-hmm. And that got dropped. And then the 2010 one with the anonymous college student, which is classic anonymous. All right. Um. She wrote a letter saying that she didn't want to go after him. So how do we know that these stories are true in that situation? We know with Watson, it's true. I, I think a lot of that, and I'm not trying to – I don't like not believing the people this happened to. 
Yeah. I think a situation is there were agreements reached outside of court, which happens all the time. Well, that happened in the first one with Ben, where they did wind up settling out of court. I guess mm-hmm. just to kind of put it to bed. And then in 10, it just it, it, it went away once the letter was produced that they didn't want to go after him. But he was still suspended. He still lost one of his deals from uh, PLB that makes his beef jerky because he violated the uh, the morality clause in his contract. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he was suspended six games. It got dropped down to four. So he, in essence, paid the price for what may or may not have happened. Mm-hmm. But in Watson's case, we know for a fact. It's one thing, okay, one or two women come out and say it. You go, ah, how do we know? 10 plus, 20 plus, damn near 30. And and just the, and just the fact that Watson like showed no remorse in any of it and was so quick to settle it all out of court. If you were so innocent, why did you pay everybody off? Well, I shouldn't say pay everybody off. Why did you decide to settle off to the side in this situation? Why? Do you want, if you're do you, innocent. Do you watch Always Sunny? No. Okay, so there's a scene in there, and it's it's been coming back. Uh, I, I don't want to get... It, how do I put this? So there's an episode where Frank is doing this beauty pageant, and this all ties in in a minute. And he talks about, like, oh, like, holy crap, like, a lot of these, like, child beauty pageant people are real creeps. Like, we yeah. gotta, like, if you're writing the songs, like, we, we gotta find a song that makes me, you know, like, not a creep. And I'm paraphrasing, of course. But Mac and Charlie and Dennis are all, like, okay, well, writing a song about how you're not a creep automatically makes me think you're a creep. (laughs) So, like, which, settling out of court, yeah, like, that's it's like taking the fifth. Like, you didn't, you didn't admit to doing it, but it looks suspicious as hell. Like, settling out of court, to me, is almost as bad or almost equal to admitting guilt. It's just cheaper to do it this way. So it's like we could it's the the way I look at it this way is like we could strategically drag this out in court and we could ruin people's lives and everything and make this super muddy and just, you know, slaying everything and everybody. And it could cost us hundreds of thousands of dollars or. What will it take to make a drop charge? So, like, I think that happens and not even just in the NFL that happens daily, I'm sure. Like oh, yeah. just, oh, what is it? It's like uh, in Friday where the, the guy falls over in the aisle. He's like, oh, you know, I need about 28. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it happens all the time. Back, People settle out of court. Back. Yeah, my neck and my back. <laughs> I'll settle out of court right now for $40 in a box of envelopes. <laughs> it happens so much. And it's, it's yeah. a situation to where like, and again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not blaming it. I'm not blaming the victims because I, I, I'll be the last person to ever do that. It's I'm not and I guess le- we can say allegedly, um, but like, I don't know, just don't don't Ben and, and Deshaun, don't sue us. Um, don't don't Brett Favre this, <laughs> which he's his <laughs> own piece of work. Um, yeah. But like. To me, like, do I think it happened? Unfortunately, yes. And once is too many times. Yeah. And I'm not trying to compare apples to oranges here, but like, let, let's let's call a spade a spade. Like, let's, and that's kind of where I'm at with like a situation like this, where if that happened in 
that happened for the Jaguars, I'd be like, hey, uh-uh. <laughs> I'd immediately be like, no. But like it, but and, it's the whole thing in the situation where it's like, and I'm, I'm not going to say the whole Browns fan base, but a majority of them are just mm-hmm. so blind to the fact that both situations are bad. Whether yeah, it's some one, of them own it, whether it's one or two or it's 30, 25 or whatever it was. So blind to it where it's like, they're like, oh yeah, well, yeah, Watson did this. That's fine. But he's still, you know, like trying to find the right way to say it without kind of trying to piss people off here. Not, not that I really care if I piss people off, mm-hmm. but trying to be sympathetic to it. But they like the, those Browns fans. They're just delusional and act like as if what Watson did is normal. Like Which it's not. Okay to go to a massage parlor, a, a legitimate massage parlor, anyway. Not the you know the hole in the walls you'd find in friggin' Flushing Queens or behind some auto shop somewhere in a suburb where one wouldn't be, but you can find it. Where stuff like that does happen because you pay for that. But in a in a legitimate massage parlor or massage therapist and, and this is being done to and these Browns fans are saying okay well this happens every day no it doesn't not no, in their doesn't. profession no women didn't ask for that and in the and in part of the situation where where is the Houston Texans accountability in this because Houston's the one who gave them all the non-disclosure agreements they set up 90% of these appointments for him where was their punishment in all this? Right. That's the other thing that nobody they, wants to bring into it. No, they walked out scot-free. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's it's nuts. I mean, and, and you're right. Like, it's th- th- this isn't a normal occurrence. And the thing that gets me is, like, the people who who own this, who are like, yeah, that's my quarterback. Like, I'm, you're saying the quiet part out loud, man. <laughs> and you're saying that was zero same you should be like yep that's that's our that's our quarterback yeah so, and then I mean, they're celebrating it with like t-shirts and like I, I saw t-shirts yeah shirts jerseys and not only that you're doing it with your kid there like that shows you the level of stupidity not only as a parent with no moral fiber but a cleveland brown fan that's a parent that shows no moral fiber and again i'm not making this all about the whole fan base because there's mm-hmm. some I've seen where they're like this should have never happened I didn't want yeah. him here and the fact that the Browns organization allowed him to come in it's like it's like okay you have all these claims against you and that's fine we'll sign you to a four year fully guaranteed $230 million deal but you know and, and this is where the NFL is very hypocritical because I'm going to kind of switch gears as we talked about. If we were going to bring this up, then I think I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. But the whole gambling thing. Yeah. So Calvin Ridley being the first one to get suspended for it. Gets suspended Don't get me started. Who gets suspended <laughs> for betting a game. Granted, it was a game against the team that, you know, for a team that he plays for at the time. Okay. But he bets a game and gets suspended a whole year. Watson sexually assaults 25 plus women Six and gets games. 11 games well no you got 11 oh that's right it was it was supposed done. to be six and then they're like no 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 <laughs> yeah and then and then the nfl said no we're gonna up it five more games whatever but with the but like with cleveland showing you 
in essence is, yeah, you could do all that and you get rewarded for it. And the fan base, 90% of the fan base will love you for it because 90% of them are morons anyway. Mm-hmm. But the NFL, God forbid you bet a game where you don't hurt nobody and you get the most egregious suspensions that there are. So have you, it's, So on, on that note, have you listened to the episode that uh, Jalen and I dropped today as of recording this? Uh, no, I haven't listened to it yet. All no. good. So then I can ask this. Listen to it. You're all good. Then I can ask you this question and have no, uh, not not have to worry about you knowing the answer. So there are, let me make sure I get my math right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players currently suspended uh, by the NFL. Can you guess how many of those are for gambling? Well, exclude Ridley because he was on a list that I seen. So there's got to no, be. I'm talking. I'm talking currently. Currently, there's at least there's got to be at least eight. You actually hit the nail on the fucking head. Uh, there are eight <laughs> people suspended for gambling, and two of them are PEDs. Yeah. That's it. And Cam Robinson, it was the PED, it's four games, which Cam doesn't play full Back to the Jaguars, Cam never plays a full season anyway. I'm not worried about it. Um, Isaiah Rogers suspended at least one year for violating the NFL's gambling policy. Rashad Berry suspended at least one year for violating the NFL's gambling policy. Gambling on NFL games, both of which they were playing in, both have been waived. Uh, Nicholas Petit-Frere uh, suspended six games for violating NFL's gambling policy. All the six-game suspensions were bets based that were done within the NFL facilities, not yeah. bet on NFL games. So uh, Amadi Bledsoe uh, was suspended 17 games for violating NFL's PED, so the full season. Uh, Jameson Williams, six games, gambling policy. Stanley Berryhill, uh, the third, six games, gambling policy. Quintez Cephas suspended indefinitely. CJ Moore, and these are so you have one, two, three, four Lions players, two of them suspended indefinitely for violating uh, the NFL's gambling policy, which is Quintess Cephas and CJ Moore. And then Shaka Tony um, for the Washington Commanders, uh, which for all y'all listening now, go listen to the two days of sports and episode when we go over this. Um, we roast the uh, the draft pick for the Rockets, Grady Dick, towards the end, but Jalen and I do go over this at one point. Oh, you gotta listen. It's it's fantastic. But we go over this at one point. There's a little little Easter egg in there for you guys. Jayla makes a reference, and it admittedly takes me too long to get. Um, but Shaka Tony uh was for the Washington Commanders, this has been indefinitely for the NFL gambling policy. So Jonathan Jones or Justin Jones, one of the two. I think it's Jonathan Jones. Uh it's one of those. I always forget it's not the one who got arrested with the gun at the airport, is it? No, that no, 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 not that one. So Jonathan okay. Jones, actually, I don't think so. Uh, but he actually made a fantastic point. So he said, I understand rules are rules, but I can risk my life so that my team wins, but I can't risk $1,000 on my team winning. Yeah, I've seen that. I, I agree with it to an extent, but see where Isaiah Rogers is wrong is he bet on his own player. Yeah, that's now, the thing. I don't, I don't mind if he spent that $1,000 and bet it on, say, Russell Wilson to have a shitty season yeah. and make $1,000. The, the problem with the NFL, and I don't know if you heard, I did I did an episode yesterday on it. And, like, I went over, like, the six rules they have. The first one is, like, the most clearest one that they could possibly say. It's don't bet on the NFL. Mm-hmm. But they have all these other ones where it's, like, you can't bet in, you know, in the facility. And they, they include the hotels in it. To me, a hotel is a neutral site. Yeah. Like, the Jaguars don't own a hotel, nope. as far as I know of. Uh, the Steelers don't own one. The last I checked, the Hiltons own the Hilton. Uh, I think they own the Wyndhams as well. Mm-hmm. So 
how is it you can get suspended if you're sitting at the bar just relaxing and you decide, hey, you know what? I want to bet. Now, I'm going to make this non-NFL because I did yeah. it in the episode today. And I use Bryce Young as the example just because it was the first guy who popped my head. I would say he wants to make a bet on Dodgers, Dodgers athletics because who's not going to win money on that? Exactly. And he decides he's going to bet a thousand on every possible thing in it. Like he's going to bet the money line. He's going to bet that, you know, JD Martinez is going to hit two home runs and that let's say Kershaw's pitch and he's going to strike out 13 guys. And then he gets suspended for six games because he did it at a hotel. It's not a team associated hotel. So where is he wrong in that? I actually have the answer to that. So technically the team is paying for that hotel. They're paying for the rooms. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm not defending it. I'm saying where they see it. You and I have talked about this a bunch of times. I don't agree with the gambling policy. The only way I agree with the gambling policy is on things like spreads. You know, if you know, I'll bet the spread. I'll bet that I'm going to get you know less than 125 receiving yards. Things that you can actually affect the integrity of the game with. That's what I have an issue with. And the people who are out there acting like, and I've, I said it for baseball, I've said it for everything, because when Erman got suspended, which again, shout out to him for throwing the no-no, it's the thing that gets me is when you act like this is a sacred game. It's not. This game no. hasn't been sacred since the first 10 years it was invented. This isn't a sacred game. It, never, it, it isn't. But you don't have to be so obvious about it. <laughs> like, you, you can be a little more subtle about it. Like if you're betting on your team to win, I'm fine with that. I don't care if I if I'm on the if I'm a player in the locker room and I find out the dude two lockers down, you know, bet on us to lose. I'm beating his ass. (laughs) I'm sorry, you're beating his ass. Yeah, and especially if it's like because you got some big boys there. Like, yeah, you know, like let's say Kenny Pickett decided he was going to bet Pittsburgh to lose against Cleveland, and Cam Hayward finds out, it's over. Oh. Done. We're going to have to draft another QB. Exactly. Like that's, you can't, if you're betting on your team, to, you can't bet on your team to lose and you cannot bet on anything that you can have an outright effect on. You can't bet on your quarterback, you know, yardage and touchdowns and whatever. You can't bet on that because you can affect that integrity. Because if you take I'm the under. Them again, doing it with other teams. Yeah. Like if Kenny wants to bet on, say, Bryce Young and, and you know, and, and whatever is part of that bet. I have no mm-hmm. issue with that. But the interesting thing in the rules that I've seen, which makes no sense because everybody plays this. MLB players do it, NHL, NBA, football players. They all have fantasy football leagues. Yep. How is that part of this whole sports betting thing when there's really no money that we know of that's being made off of it? The Jaguars actually had at one point, I don't think they do anymore, but at one point we actually had a DraftKings sponsored area in our stadium. Yeah. Like it's, it, it happens and the NFL gets a chunk of that money. And I think they just want to control it a little bit more. But I mean, like I said, the thing for me, and I'm, I'm not, if they want to bet on other games, I don't care. My biggest thing is, like I said, don't bet on things that infect the integrity of the actual outcome of the game. So, like, don't bet on, you know, it, I guess don't bet on the spread. I honestly, yeah. I would, if, if they're betting on the money line, I don't care. If they're betting their team to win, I don't care. 
if they're betting their team to lose or any way, shape, or form that can affect the, you know, the score of the game. So like things like spread, um, things like, you know, what is it? Uh, Desmond Ritter is going to throw for over 275 yards or under Desmond Ritter is going to throw for under, you know, 300 yards. Uh, Drake London's going to have, you know, he's going to have less than uh, three touchdowns or, you know, I'm, and I'm just using the Falcons for this because they're the closest or the second closest team to you right now, I guess. But like, and we've already had enough gambling shit around the Jaguars. I don't need to bring that up anymore. Uh, <laughs> Bijan Robinson's going to run for, you know, under a hundred yards. Like those players, if they bet on themselves on unders and stuff, they can affect that. Yeah. That's what I have an issue with. And I mean, it's also a thing where like, if you call up, if you know, Kenny Pickett calls up Bryce Young and goes, Hey man, you know, I got to bet on you to throw for around 350 yards a day. You mind if you only throw for 345, like that's, that can happen. Yeah, that's, that's the other part of it is don't share team information. Like don't share inside information. Like that, like that mm-hmm. was another, I think that was like rule four, I think out of the six that they had listed. And th- th- that one, I agree with like, you know, like if you're going to bet a game, like let's say Aaron Rodgers, even like he really needs the fucking money anyway. Actually, you know what? I'll use Brett Favre because he is going to need the money. And Brett, you can yes, come after me because I ain't got nothing. So you could sue me for nothing. Brett, um, don't sue me, please. Yeah, don't sue Garrett. Sue me. Okay. I think you're a scumbag, but that's my opinion. And that's not something you can sue me on, is my opinion. So if Brett Favre wants to bet, say, Jets Browns. And let's say it's Aaron Rodgers is projected to throw for 400 yards. Exactly 400 yards. Brett Favre would be the type of guy to call Aaron, even though they're not buddies. Like, hey, listen, you know, I got money on you to kind of, you know, only throw 400 and only like four touchdowns. So, you know, take it easy on Cleveland today. And then Aaron Rodgers goes out and does it and makes Brett Favre a boatload of money. My daughter's uh, college team allegedly needs new, uh, new floors for their new, new stadium. Or the new arena. <laughs> it's uh, it, allegedly the whole, the whole gambling thing. Like, and I knew this was going to happen when it got legalized from city to city. Of course, eventually these discussions were going to be had, and there's people that are totally against it. And I'm not saying that they're right. I'm not saying they're wrong because again, everybody's entitled to you know to their own opinion. I was one of those at first that I didn't really agree with it. But the more you talk to people, you know, you kind of open up your eyes a bit and you're like, you know what? It's not necessarily a bad thing. What's the big deal if, you know, this guy wants to bet? Now, I don't care if they're betting college games. And that's where Jameson no, Williams shit about college games. Is, is getting screwed here. Because, you know, I can understand. All right. He made a mistake. He did it in the team facility. All three games, people. But all six three games? Pe- yeah. Six games is it's it's stupid. All three people who got suspended for six games is ridiculous. Yeah. Like it, it, that, it doesn't make any and sense. That's where, and that's where the NFL is such a friggin' joke when it comes to discipline because it's like, you know, and I hate to say it again, but you know, Watson does all these despicable acts and gets eleven games. You bet say Pitt versus Appalachian State, but you did it at your locker at the training facility and you get six games, but who did you hurt? You didn't hurt nobody. Yeah. You meant to place it in the morning before you got there. You forgot because you were running late and you're like, Oh shit, hang on. And you place the bet before you, you know, you go out for walkthroughs. Yeah. It's stupid. It's, it, it, it's just such a joke. And it's funny because 
obviously we all know who Chris Mad Dog Russo is. Obviously from from uh Mike and the Mad Dog on WFAN and he has his shows on on what's the the friggin' uh the layoff facility over there at ESPN laying everybody and their mother Good off. God, that's a different uh, conversation for a different day. But um he came out and he goes, you know, Roger Goodell, I'm gonna paraphrase because I didn't read the whole thing, but he's like, you know, Roger Goodell punishes these people for making bets. But did anybody ever think that maybe Roger Goodell's betting games himself? Absolutely. That's an interesting question. It wouldn't and surprise me at all. I bet you he is. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he was betting New England to win all those years they were winning because Jesse James still caught the ball. <laughs> Sorry, it's like 2,000 and something days now. Jesse James still caught it, but Goodell's probably like, no, 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 no. He freaking buzzes down to who was the ref for that game? They Cleet Bleachman? Bleach. Yeah, that asshole. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, because he's always involved in a Brady controversy. And he buzzes down to him and goes, no, 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 see, I bet Brady to win, so you got to say, just make up something on the fly. You know what, here, just say that he didn't survive the ground when he did. Come on. It's ridiculous, man. I mean, like, it's, it wouldn't surprise me if that's the case. I mean, it's, okay, I feel the same way about gambling and sports that I feel about NIL deals. We already know it's happening. We've always known it's happening. And to pretend it's not happening is ignorant. It's. I feel the same way about you know pitchers using different things. Like to, we joked about it with Armand, like using you know sticky stuff on his hands. Like we, we all know it happens. We all know people cheat. Like there's there, and especially like in sports. Like we all know people cheat. Like there's the old adage in sports: if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And like what's going look at steroids, look at everything. Every sport has had this level or like this, you know, whatever gate to it. And like Bounty Gate, you've had uh, Spygate with all the NFL teams. You have all these other, just to keep it NFL related. You've got all, like, it, we know what happens. Yeah. So to, pre- to pretend it doesn't is ignorant. Like, it's seen in, on, on the, on you know, layoff news or layoff sports news network on all these other places. Like, there's a lot of people talking about how, like, oh, you know, now we're against NIL. It's like, why? You already knew this was happening. Now you just can't control it anymore. Now it's just out in the open. You don't like how it looks. But the amount of, like, fucking tail as old as time. Look at all these five-star players who have come up from nothing. Who It happened uh, with an Ohio State quarterback. Their current quarterback's driving like a, a Jaguar now. It's like a $130,000 car he's driving. And they're, he's like, yeah, thanks to this dealership. Like, appreciate it. Like, it's just now out in the open. And people are like, well, I don't like this anymore. Because, well, this was happening anyway. Well, the you issue tell- is with with the whole nil deals and i discussed it when uh when my buddy jay was doing the show with me and we actually did a whole episode on it how if you did i have to it's it's got to be structured it's got to be structured where you know because originally when we thought this was going to happen where it was right each program is going to get x amount and say like a salary cap Mm -hmm. and then you get up amongst the players i didn't realize this was going to be all right well if Let's say Chevrolet of the Bronx wants to endorse me. They're going to pay me tens of millions of dollars and I get a car out of it. I mean, who do you fault in this situation? Do you fault the kid for taking the money and Mm -hmm. and, and what comes with it? Or do you fault the NCAA for allowing all this to happen? Well, the other thing with it is, too, is it's almost like sponsorship deals where you have got like now they're allowing the athletes to profit off their their own name and image. Which is fine. I have no issue with that. I don't care. I always thought they should. 
Yeah, absolutely. It, it's like I it and, and I love it, I love what Tebow did for the University of Florida. I will yeah. I will preface before I say that dude is literally Jesus in Gainesville, and I'll give him that, and that's fine. Yeah, which is funny if you know how Christian he is. Uh, <laughs> like, the thing for me is him out there saying like you know the free education, the privilege to play football at this level. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Like who who cares? Like it's you're getting paid anyway. Uh, even to keep it in University of Florida. Fred Taylor knew that every month or you know every you know every 3 4 months a bag of money would just show up on his door. Yeah. He didn't ask questions. He knew who it was from, but you don't ask questions cuz you just got a bag of money to be here. This has been happening for decades. To pretend it isn't is stupid. They pretend- made a movie. They made a movie about it. You know, it's basketball related, but the movie Blue Chips with Shaq, Penny Hardaway, yeah. Nick. Oh, Murray, yeah. And how it was this failing basketball program. And in order to become relevant again, they went and they, they used the booster guy, one of the main booster guys, to, you know, without a paper trail, even though it was figured out anyway, because if you're going to do something like that, it gets figured out anyway. Always. But they, but the one kid, uh, his dad gets a new tractor because the, the other kid was from like French Lick, Indiana. Uh, yeah. I forget it. Ricky Rowe was his name in the movie. Mm-hmm. So his dad gets a tractor. He goes in the office. He's like, I want like X amount of money in a bag and I want that monthly. They give Penny Hardaway's mom um, like a new house, a new job, all this other shit. And the only guy who didn't take anything was friggin' Shaq in the movie. The only guy who didn't take anything. Mm-hmm. To me, though, with the nil deal, and I'm sorry, the NCAA allowed all this to happen. So they got to take accountability for it when other people – listen, if you want a mega nil deal, then play like a a five-star athlete and go fucking get it. Be LeBron James Jr. at USC. He's now the highest paid – he's now the highest paid college athlete right now is LeBron James Jr., and Which, in that situation, does he really even need it? No, but it's something they're <laughs> going to do. It's a bargaining chip that they're going to use. And like here, Brent and Dave talked about it at one point. If this is a while ago, if the booster for who gives a shit university wants to live vicariously through some random person he has no ties or connection to to help win his team a, a title, which isn't going to happen anyways, and he's right. using his own money, what fuck do I care? <laughs> what do I care? That's your money. Yeah. Do, yeah, do whatever you want. Well, we've definitely hit enough tangents in this one too. We started we started and we ended. <laughs> but we can tie it back to gambling too. Yeah. You say what? It, it, I think that's what we do best. Oh, always. And like it, it's it's good radio, honestly. Like it's good listening, it's good everything. Like it's it's just conversation. That's that's what it needs. But anyways, you know, thank you guys for listening. We you know, we really do appreciate it. We, you got anything else you want to get into before we wrap it up? Nothing I can think of right now. Cool. All right. Well, let's get right into it. Thank you guys for listening. We really do appreciate it. Um, you know, it's always fun to get to do these shows and kind of sort of expand that creativity and not just be tethered to the same show over and over and over again, which I know you and I both love our shows, but it's just nice to kind of do something a little different for a change, just kind of mentally flip that switch. So yeah. we, if you like the show, let us know. Tell all your friends. Tell everyone you know. Tell everyone everyone who's feeding you those inside sources on who to bet and, you know, Division Three, you know, Appalachian, Mountain West, you know, college football game with their 300 students. You know, let us know. Don't do it in your locker. 
but you know tell him tell everyone you know and give us five stars if you didn't like the show you know we're, we're too vulgar go on too many tangents um thanks thanks for listening treat it like a bad date you know we you know it's not it's not us it's you uh we just didn't mesh and that's fine or it's not you it's us but i'll have to sleep better at night just don't take it out in the reviews there's no reason to just don't don't take the extra time we appreciate you trying us um but you know two ships in the night we'll go this way you go your way and that'll be that um Another way you can support the show as well are likes and retweets, as long as those five-star reviews. It's also the best way to get a shout-out. So I want to shout-out a couple of people too. Jim, and I'm sure you're shouting out the same people as me. The one thing I want to yeah. add, I want to add a shout-out to Sports After Dark. Thank you all for having me on there. That was an absolute blast. Uh, you know you're cooking people when all they do is come for the name of your actual show. Uh, <laughs> that's a different situation for a different day. Absolute mayhem. I love it. And I will absolutely be on again if they'll have me. Uh, but I want to give a shout-out to Sports After Dark. Um, which is a Twitter space. Like I said, go check them out. They're uh, they're actually doing their states of each division right now. Give them a follow. Hop in there. Hop on a mic. Uh, just don't don't make it personal. That's the quickest way to get kicked out of there. And there's no reason to. This is sports. Um, sports after dark. If you're looking for wrestling shows, go check out Austin for the Wrestling World podcast or John for Wrestling Fans Insight. If you're looking to do sports betting, uh, not in your NFL hotel or your NFL locker or NFL facility, um, go check out You Bet Smart. Uh, with Jake and Scott, and then go check out Nate's Daily Wager. If you want to get on TikTok and hear another Jaguars fan with um, hope some similar opinions to mine, uh, go check out uh, Darian uh, at Chill Takes. And for all the other sports shows, uh, go check out, obviously, Jim, your show, Fan of the Fan. Check out Brent and Dave at 1420, uh, some of the hardest working sports podcasters we know. Go check out the guys at the BS and Sports Podcast, Aaron over Brutally Honest Sports, uh, Dave and John over Love the Playing Field. I need to get them on a show at some point. <laughs> I need to. Um, the We Like Sports podcast, uh, Sports List with Rob and Chris. If you're looking to do something in Vegas where you're not placing your sports bets, uh, go listen to Visit Vegas Places. Coyle puts on a great show. Do you see a theme here, Jim? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm catching on to it. <laughs> and go check out the Stupid History Minute podcast as well. Not really anything super sports related. There might be. I, I, don't, I haven't heard every episode, but go check them out too. And on that note, thank you, thank you, thank you. And as always, we'll see you next time. Peace. 